Welcome to the Cult of Cinema podcast. Please don your hooded robe and join us as we discuss horror and genre cinema. I'm Caitlin and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Phil. For our very first episode, we're going to do a, a rundown of who we are and what the podcast is going to be all about. But before we introduce ourselves a little bit further, uh, let's look at what we uh, plan to do at this podcast. So we're going to have podcasty kind of segments. So we'll talk about what we've been watching in the last week with little reviews. A deeper look at subgenres or directors, actors, um, just a deeper dive that we'd like to do and um, include you all in that. And we're going to watch films with a non-fan, the Putrid Pals segment. I am particularly excited about that. Where we will roll a dice. So a six-sided dice, six subgenres. Six films per subgenre. We're going to make it completely random and see what the poor fool who joins us gets. <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to making it a user-submitted option in the future. Yeah, so if you've got some particularly uh, interesting choices you want to add, just mail in. Uh, we will add the contact details at the end because I don't remember them off the top of my head. Nice. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> That's what you come here for. Normal, healthy options. Professional. <laughs> uh, we'll also do a return to Ozploitation segment where we have a look at a lost or underappreciated Australian Ozploitation classic because we're Australian, if that wasn't obvious. Uh, we'll be interviewing uh, film and or horror-related guest persons. Which should be very interesting. We'll also do a non-horror section. I know it's not horror, but... So where we'll, we'll just discuss a little bit about a film that we're particularly into at the moment. Uh, in general, the podcast is going to be pretty positive. So you're not going to hear a lot of awful, harsh reviews. We're just big fans and we're going to... Yeah, we're just going to be passionate and you're going to hear a lot of energy and, and love. I mean, the internet's full of negative... Negative. Nellies. Exactly. <laughs> and I've had enough of that. No Nellies here. I don't need to add to that. Don't want to. Don't need it. I mean, that's not to say we won't critique things, but um, it, it, in general, we'll be talking about things we like and focusing the, on the aspects that we like. If you want to join a hate-filled cult group, go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I have never done. So, and, and generally speaking, we'll have spants and we'll just sort of freeform chat about things because, yeah, why not? It's our goddamn podcast. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, how about we introduce ourselves a little bit now that they know what we're going to be doing. Why don't we start with you, Caitlin? Who are you? What do you do? What's your address? No. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, well then how about how you became a horror fan? Well, uh, if we go way, way back, um, when I was a child, I was very easily scared. So, um, I was interested in things that looked a bit spooky, but um, usually had nightmares, we'd get yeah, terrified from like Brothers Grimm's short stories and things of that nature. But I did beg my parents for many weeks to let me see the uh, Adams Family movie, which I thought looked pretty cool. Excellent choice. It was um, amazing upon further watching. But the first time I watched it, um, I was really into it until Thing, the hand, came on the screen and I screamed and left the room and ran it out and wouldn't come back until uh, they promised that they'd taken it not only just out of the VCR, but had taken it back to the store. Oh, that's amazing. 
embarrassing. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's a big in joke in my family. Um, and then in my teenage years, I was sick of all of this scaredy catness. So I set about trying to desensitize myself by watching as many horror movies as I could get my hands on in a very short space of time. Yeah. So um, I went to the horror section, freaked myself out by picking the scariest looking um, posters or things that I'd heard about and mostly slashes actually and watched a bunch in a very short space of time. Um, I think the ones that I can remember off the top of my head were like A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, The Ring, the remake, the Gore Verbinski remake. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I watch? Poltergeist. Um, I also was really obsessed with having like Halloween brought to Australia. So like every year at high school, I would try to have a Halloween party for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, that was another way of trying to desensitize myself by watching with a big group of girls and um, trying to like egg each other on to watch a scarier, scarier movie until there was only like one or two of us left awake watching by ourselves basically, which was terrifying. <laughs> and that's how I saw Scream for the first time. <laughs> Excellent. So a bit of an immersion therapy attempt yeah and it worked i mean i i'm pretty battle hardened these days i am which is great and so must have worked i realized that i loved um watching badass females on screen be the lead character and not just looking for love in all the wrong places (laughs) and um yeah going from chick flicks and i still love my teen movies don't get me wrong but oh she does um Moving on to horror was a big, exciting step for me in my film knowledge. Um, So then after high school, I went to film school and my honours year film, um, Made of Horror, so Made, M-A-I-D. So it's about a a killer bridesmaid who kills off the wedding party so she can marry the groom. It's a horror comedy. Love love my horror comedies. Um, And that played a bunch of festivals in Australia, overseas, and then um, my follow up short blood sisters which is also a horror comedy about two girls having a girl's night in um and decide to do a <laughs> blood pact that goes terribly wrong uh, that played at a bunch of festivals afterwards and one of the festivals that i went to um i met um, a great filmmaker called elizabeth Schuch. her debut feature book of birdie is amazing everyone should check it out um and she was offered a director for hire role but couldn't take it on and she recommended me which was super surprising and amazing and just one of the nicest things that anyone's ever done for me well uh, if anyone's seen blood sisters they know it's not that surprising because it's a fucking riot <laughs> and if you can if you haven't already you should watch it because it's very funny thank you <laughs> um and yeah then i got offered um the director role for the horror thriller comedy 30 miles from nowhere which was my debut feature that i directed in the states so if you're in most parts of the world not australia sadly yet you can uh watch that it's on amazon prime i think you can buy it at target if you're in walmart the uk tesco's got it um yeah check it out see what you think please leave me some fabulous reviews that aren't just (laughs) or even just honest ones yeah just honest ones (laughs) i would like some honest reviews that'd be nice (laughs) um and yeah that's where i'm up to how about you philip well my credentials are not so film-based i'm a recovering studyaholic i have a background in philosophy and psychology 
but I moved away from those academic areas to pursue a dream of making people crap themselves for a living. So I'm an aspiring filmmaker. Uh, Katie and I co-wrote a short film, which we're very excited to get shot this year. We are. In the first half of the year, which is 2020. Oh my Um, God, it's 2020. Yeah. Man, I love me some sci-fi years. 2020, the future. Where is our Blade Runner garb, by the way? I was promised, you know... Be the see change. through jackets and be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm getting my trench coat in the mail as we speak. Oh, so good. So yeah, I'm an aspiring filmmaker. Um, I've written for a long time, and I've actually made a few little short films with uh, you know friends at school for like bands and such. And I took me a long time to realize that filmmaking was something that I actually really wanted to do. Was never realized that it was actually an option. I don't know if that's how it makes sense. Like, it would never occur to me that, hey, I could do that for my main focus. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a thing. Like, I, I was sitting in, uh, actually, the film Arrival. Not a horror film. Cool sci-fi film that I really dig. You know, when it came out. And I was watching it going, why am I doing this? And that was a bit of a, a lightning bolt moment. And then thereafter, I've just been, yeah, figuring out how to how to get in to this uh, crazy world of filmmaking. Yeah. I didn't think that I was a horror film nerd or just a film nerd in general until after film school which is weird to think about I mean I thought it was normal to (laughs) watch films on repeat till you knew more um goofs that are on the IMDb trivia um I thought that was just a normal thing that people did regular people activity (laughs) Then I realized I was special. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're a unique snowflake. (laughs) You're a filmmaker. (laughs) But um, yeah, so my my attraction to horror is... uh, I love the extremes of horror. So like I'm a bit of an an extremophile. Like I love my my metal and my my noise music and my my just the darker stuff. So I've always been attracted to the visuals and the aesthetic, uh, the music, the plots, the violence. It's all life cranked up to 11. Um, but I also love how the dark themes cut deep to what it is to be a person. If I can just get a little bit serious for a second. Oh, damn. You know, as someone who is attracted to but utterly terrified of death, I think that horror and anything that's sort of in the orbit of dark death-related stuff is empowering. It's, a, it's like a way of harnessing my fear and making something, you know, beautiful and or a shared human experience out of something that really is awful and incomprehensibly terrifying for me. So, uh, Turn yeah. that round upside down? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, too long don't read version. <laughs> when life gives you lemons. <laughs> Make horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why do you love horror? Uh, I think one of the reasons I've stuck with horror is, um, as I was saying before, it's representation of um, females on screen. Also, occasionally it has um, more people of color on screen, which I also dig. And yeah, like you said before, it's just a nice way of dealing with fears that you have, um, you know, in a healthy way. It's it's just on a couch. Nothing can hurt you. You're just enjoying. It's a safe place. Yeah, exactly. And I mean... I would never would have found out my penchant for uh, hand violence. So <laughs> definitely connected to your early trauma. <laughs> As <laughs> not not that I'm a professional, <laughs> but you know the uh, sending the thing away definitely connected to your penchant for 
hand violence. It did. Thank you, Mark Flanagan, for continually <laughs> um, sating my appetite for such crazy <laughs> hand violence. Well, on that topic, like if I can think of some gateway films that sort of got me into it. Because I, I don't think I was a scaredy cat kid. It's probably quite the opposite. I never really suspend, was able to suspend my disbelief enough to be afraid i can think of one exception to that but that's please please tell the space story please ah, you've ruined it (laughs) so the scariest film in the world ever for me when i was 12 and (laughs) i was on a holiday i think i was 12 maybe 11 anyway it'd been an entire day of just like sugar and trash food and i think i'd we had just gone to a star trek convention i was visiting my aunt it was like this solo trip, this big boy trip on a trip to visit my aunt. And we went and saw the 90s remake of the Lost in Space TV show. That's right. The Matt LeBlanc one. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Anyway, Matt LeBlanc, his acting was so terrifying. No. So <laughs> there's a moment where, like, I think it's a 13-year-old girl. She has this little bracelet that records her voice. It's kind of like a, you know, high-tech thing. And she's you mean just an Apple Watch. Yeah, it's like an <laughs> Apple Watch. And she's just recording like all the things that she hates about the fact that she has to go on this deep space mission. And then later in the film, there's a cross and she's obviously dead. And it's just her little voice recorder playing on loop forever in the middle of nowhere, talking about these like <laughs> teenage basic ass complaints, but it's just playing forever echoing into space and it just fucked me up (laughs) like it must have just been the perfect confluence of i know deep space like completely alone and it was just like this distilled distilled version of death but played on loop it just fucked me and like uh i had to like cover my eyes and yeah so like if anything does scare me it's more like existential stuff like the fucking news that scares me. Yeah, it's terrifying. I, I can't deal with the news, but, you know, I can watch, you know, a full chi and, like... Get your eye horror fix. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just, just have some lols, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, horror for me, not scary. It's more about the aesthetics. But um, in terms of, like, gateway films, Adam's Family was for me, too. Yeah? I just love all the, the, the old-school horror tropes. I mean, everyone knows that. Morticia and Grandma is a couple goals, so. Absolutely. Like, and it's such a great film. Like, if, if I had to recommend to anybody who's got kids, you know, anybody who's like, what do I show my spawn? I'd be like, Adam's family. 100%. Because it's fun. Like, Adam's family values. It got, truly is. It's got great fucking values. And, like, it's hilarious. It's all about nonconformity being okay, but also beautiful. All these different types of, like people being totally fine but also it's got all these freaking sweet old school horror tropes and amazing actors yeah what more can you ask fantastic for? actors uh what about you what, what other gateway i think the main one would be and i know a lot of people hate this movie or love it so let us know what you think um donnie darko was definitely a gateway horror movie for me it's not necessarily horror maybe like i'm not sure maybe these days it'd probably be called elevated horror or elevated genre mm. but it's definitely horror adjacent like there's some i don't know i mean I frank know. terrified me <laughs> yeah he's definitely scary um but yeah i saw that back when it 
originally came out on DVD. Um, my father brought it home from his students at university telling him to watch it and it's the only movie I've ever watched twice within 24 hours a first watch and a second watch um so I watched it at night terrified me woke up the next day rewatched it straight away uh, and awesome. from there I became super obsessed with it um all through 2004 it would have been I watched it on a loop I was one of those <laughs> kids that came home from school and just watched Nadarko, rewatched it. Yeah, one of those uh, many children. Yeah, and to the point <laughs> where I would get my Walkman. And that's right, I didn't have an iPod yet. A Walkman, and I would record dial not this music, the dialogue wait, that wait, I liked. A Walkman, so like a tape deck player. Like a tape deck oh, player, like awesome. with a cassette. Like a, I would record. I was going to be like, did you mean Discman? No, no, I didn't. I never had excellent. a Discman. I just had a Walkman, and then I went straight to an iPod. And my Walkman, I would record bits of dialogue on my tape, on both sides of the tape. And I had about three tapes full of just different parts of the dialogue. And I would just listen to that on the way to school, <laughs> oh on the God. way home from school. And sometimes at lunchtime. And I thought that was normal. Confessions I was... of a Darkoaholic. <laughs> I thought it was normal until about maybe three years ago when I told someone and they looked at me sideways. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> How did you not know you were a film nerd? Oh, it clicks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that definitely um, led me astray. <laughs> led you astray. Uh, okay, well, gate, gateway films for me. Okay, so I really loved Silence of the Lambs. Classic. And I know Uber a classic. lot of people don't think that's horror. I would say it's horror. Um, I think it's horror. But, like, it's it's definitely in that sort of elevated horror. Like, And by that, we just mean it's really fucking good. I know it's like a lot of thriller and procedural drama and all that sort of stuff. It's but horror. I still think of it as horror. But also, and I know this isn't horror, but there's a scene towards the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade Ooh. where the the Nazi scientist guy, is he a scientist or is this a story? That's right. And he drinks from the wrong goblet. Sorry for spoilers here, by the way. And <laughs> You're many years too late for that. <laughs> and he... Yeah, so if you haven't seen Indiana Jones <laughs> oh my God, and the Last spoiler Crusade, alert, you guys. I've ruined it. But he, um, he, his face just falls off, melts and he, off. not falls off. Like he, he ages. It like, melts. It's like that horrible scene in House of Wax whenever the original, not the remake with Paris Hilton, you guys, <laughs> and where his face, all the, all the wax figures, their faces melt off, and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's like that, except that he like ages really, really fast, and I, I just remember being obsessed with that scene and the effects and just yeah totally mesmerized by this aging process again like totally about my fixation with death and whatever but like i just found it completely enthralling like it was just crazy i loved it and uh yeah nice i think that's a horror scene in a non-horror film i would agree it's kind of yeah uh any other gateways for you that's about it. I think then I just started watching slashes and really got into them. I really love the final girl trope. I know mm. everyone thinks it's tired and boring, but my God, that spoke to me as a preteen, early teen. Still yeah. does, actually. <laughs> it didn't. I didn't really actually come across slashes until much later, which is a kind of a strange thing, I guess. Like I, my my exposure to horror was much more. I don't know, like. 
varied, like uh, alien. Like it was not really like your standard straight up horrors. It was more like your your genre slashes, if if you get what I mean, like your horror slash sci-fi or your you know thriller slash horror or whatever. So mm. like Alien and and uh, yes. Silence of the Lambs and yeah. Whereas I got more into horror around the time that um, they were doing all the Japanese remakes into American movies like The Ring and The um, Grudge, Pulse, The Grudge, um, and also the French Extreme Wave. So I was like watching Martyrs and being like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Spoiler alert: They flare. <laughs> I haven't seen it oh, yet. Oh, sorry. So I didn't get time to cover my ears there. <laughs> sorry, but sorry, spoiler, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I've got active forgetting mode enabled. So, uh, yeah, okay. But yeah, so then when I went back to um, older horror movies, I was like, they're not that scary, said teenage me. But yeah. um, I think it was because I'd been so assaulted by... Yeah, that's a, that's a big jump. It's a big jump. A big jump forward and then a big jump back. But that's okay. American Psycho. That's another one that I fucking loved as a you teenager. You did. Uh, just loved the deep satire. It's, it was one of my favorite comedies for a long time. Probably still is, really. Yeah, Mary Harron. Yeah, what like, a boss. What a boss. But yeah, so uh, we love horror and genre in general. So that's how we got there. So that's all for our episode zero. Uh, we'll be doing new episodes hopefully twice monthly, depending on how busy the rest of our lives get. Maybe more. If you enjoy the podcast... Please leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast fix from. It really helps us to spread the word so we can grow in power and influence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can reach us with suggestions, feedback uh, at cultofcinemapodcast at gmail.com and discuss stuff with us and other cultists on Facebook at Cult of Cinema Podcast Group. So until next time, all all hail hail cinema. cinema.